Football, baby! All right, we're live. Look at that. Camera lights blinking. It's uh, it's forever o'clock. It is late here on a Thursday night, and we are talking fantasy football. It's losing sucks here after the Thursday night game between the Bengals and the Dolphins, and there's so much to talk about. The... Tua Talk has taken a different turn, and I, I don't I don't know what to say about it other than I hope he is well. Hopefully, we have better news in the morning. Talk to me, Travis. What are you thinking after the victory by the Bengals just a few moments ago? I will refrain from any Tua slander because the man is hurt. Um, if you watched the first half and saw the football come off of his hand, nothing else needs to be said. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I think, will be just fine for this offense, if not better than what Tua would have given you. Raheem Mostert was the surprise of my night. I have loved Mostert really? since day one of this show. Okay. And to see him come back from another knee injury and have success in prime time makes me feel good. 17 touches for Raheem Mostert. I did not see that coming. I think uh, Jared Holland, one of our, our writers, had Raheem Mostert on a deep dash or a deep stash uh, waiver wire. Yeah. Piece of advice. And I should have taken it. Maybe it's too late now. But Mostert looked good. He He definitely looks better than Edmonds as far as between the tackles. And being that oh, yeah. focal running back for them, yeah, it's. I don't think it's close. I, for whatever reason, I think Chase Edmonds got hype. Chase Edmonds got hyped up, yeah, about you know being this uh, really a player that he's not. You know, he we we wanted to believe. I wanted to believe. I've got him in a lot of places, but Raheem Mostert, man, he just keeps hanging around. Whether or not he stays healthy, I don't know if I'm necessarily taking that bet, but. Yeah, he uh, right now he is the guy, and let's just keep our fingers crossed. Keep that man in a bubble. And is, if they don't play on open. the road, if they don't play at San Francisco, he's got a chance to finish the season. But if they play in that stadium, <laughs> if I'm roasted, I'm saying I'm a, I'm a healthy scratch tonight. I'm not playing on this field. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just terrible luck. Protect myself. Terrible luck for that guy. I don't blame him. You finally, <laughs> finally have a job. It's like, oh man, I, I like having a job, guys. It's like, no, yeah. Reem, you're gonna play. You're gonna be good. It's fine. It's like you guys don't understand. The Bengals did not look great. They got the job done, but we just, yeah. I think, after the Super Bowl run last year, everybody expected huge things, and maybe it's still right. coming. But we're four weeks in now, and. Right. I've yet to see a game of theirs where I'm like, okay, this is the offense we expected, where everybody eats and and Burrow's just just carving people up. Maybe yeah, I underrated Miami. Nice game. Miami's defense is good, but I mean, Burrow didn't sink you. I mean, look at his. Yeah, he his didn't line sink here. you, but it, just watching it though, like twenty completed passes, it looked like they, yeah. especially after the first drive, like he he marched them right down the field. And I was thinking, oh, he's going to kill tonight. And he did not. He was in a lot of people's top five. He might have been in our top five ranks on the week. That's yeah, not going to – he's not going to finish there. No. I mean, 
he had a decent game. He he did enough to uh to to not cost you a, a week. You know, yeah. he he gave you a regular week. There were some other guys though in this game that that produced and. You know, even with the tour injury, you know Tyreek Hill came to play. You look at you look at some of these guys that that came out. You get T. Higgins, you know, going off for 124 yards and a touchdown. Man, that Big that, that guy, what a luxury! If any other team, you know, like if Jamar Chase isn't going off for a team, you know that's that's a rough week for that NFL team. And then you have a guy on the other side of the field who can just still erupt. That's just so nice to have those young guys and Joe Mixon finally getting some, you know, run. And, yeah. and you know, getting a touchdown that he I don't know for whatever he got reason stopped at the one six times tonight. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say six a few times. <laughs> that team has a lot to figure out. That offensive line has to coalesce still. Yeah, and I think it's just gonna take some time that you have that. But like I said, Tyreek Hill, ten receptions, one hundred sixty yards. Even without Tua, Tyreek Hill finds a way. I think. Quick, quick reaction. If if Tua is out. For an extended period of time, what do you make of the weapons now in Miami? Like, are they just more boom bust? Or do you favor Tyreek? What are you thinking now? Yeah, I think you definitely favor Tyreek. What we saw immediately was a lot of short stuff. Teddy took some deep shots. Tyreek actually got a right. got a long catch. But yeah, again, I don't think it changes that much. I think I think Teddy gives you exactly what Tua could give you, if not more. I think he has a stronger arm. He's definitely got more experience, right. and I trust that coaching staff. I trust McDaniel's to say, what do you do really well? Because he does that with everybody. Every position, he says, what do you do yeah. well, and we'll figure out how to use it. So I trust yeah. that, that Teddy will be fine. I'm sure in a lot of super flex leagues, he will be, uh, people will be spending quite a bit on Teddy. I don't think we see Tua for, sure. for a little while. Yeah, I think that would probably be for the best. I think there's going to yeah. have that investigation into the previous week. And the story has yet to, to play out. Uh, real quick, just for our listeners, do you think Tua wins that game if he plays? Absolutely not. No. No? Really? I, I, again, I don't think he's better than Teddy. I, I said, oh, I've said on this show, That's as, as recent as That's last absurd. week, I think Teddy wins the job by the end of the year. No. Well, n- not by on, injury, man. by skill. No. Now we'll by never skill? know. Now Did we'll you never watch know. him in Denver? That's awful. It's a different team. It's a different way. Right. If you put if you put Tua oh, in Denver last year, on. it's just as ugly. Oh, you know what? You can you can put Teddy Bridgewater on a few teams and it won't be good. How do I know that? Because he's been on quite a few teams and he hasn't been good. We're about to find out. He had a a thirteen point second half tonight, which is okay. That was that's plenty. That's a 25, 26 point game. We'll see. I I just I just can't I can't buy into it. If it, if two gloves. Uh, Teddy two gloves? Yeah, he's God-given gloves, you know? Like, <laughs> triple G. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, there's other football to talk about. There are plenty of matchups that we want to get into. we got our three things we need to see this week. get our buy lows and, of course, our big picks that we need to cover. So lots of things to talk about. Let's dive right into the three things we want to see heading into NFL Week 4. Here we are, Travis. Hit me with your first one. Go. My first one is going to be the Jets offense with now returning Zach Wilson instead of Super Bowl MVP 900-plus yards through three weeks, Joe Flacco. (laughs) Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Tyler Conklin. Who is going to be Zach's favorite target? 
are they going to be as successful as an offense for fantasy as they have been? That's my question. I still lean Garrett Wilson. I think he's a better receiver than Elijah Moore, and I've been high on Moore all offseason, but True. I think Wilson is in that special group, and I like. I think, I think Conklin will be fine. I think he's going to remain a starting top 10 tight end. So you're not worried about any drop-off with Conklin with, with Zach Wilson coming back? No. I mean, the, the preseason talk that we got from um, Alex Dunlap was – Tyler Conklin is going to have a huge role in his offense. That was before Zach Wilson got hurt in the preseason game. So I don't see why that changes when he comes back. They're clearly confident that he's the better quarterback. He's the the future of the franchise. There's no hesitation yeah. to say like, oh, maybe Flacco was better. I think Zach Wilson has the juice, and I think he can support those weapons. Okay. I mean, that's I, – I hope you're right. You know, yeah. I, I really – I would like to see that as someone who has picked up Conklin on teams where I mean I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of teams that need a tight end and don't want the 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 secret that they held on to and drafted or picked up to to go away just because Zach Wilson comes in. I'm I'm gonna have to see it from him though. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Another team with a lot of weapons that I'm hoping keeps up what they've done in the past, not recent past, but the Minnesota Vikings. Man, that's that's my first thing I need to see in Week Four is the I need Minnesota to show me that they can turn it around. You know, they they go in and they're facing they're facing the Saints. And the Saints, excuse me, the the Saints have some problems themselves. But you've got Dalvin that's already banged up through a few weeks. Justin Jefferson hasn't had that rhythm with Kirk Cousins the last few weeks. You know, you've seen a sort of resurgence of you know kj osborne and and adam thielen games and you you know you look at you look at some of the the things that that minnesota's doing and justin jefferson has a you know 29 touches through three weeks you know nine touches a game roughly and you need more than that you need more than that from your your star you know dalvin cook is 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 still uh a valuable piece in this offense but you need to get him going. He hasn't had one of those. Okay, that's a Dalvin game. Yeah, you know. So, I, I expect that to to be a focal point in get in getting their stars the ball. You heard Kevin O'Connell come come out and say, um, you know, I need to do a better job of getting Justin moved moved around in the position or in uh, the formation and putting him in positions to succeed. So I'm hoping to see that as well. Yeah. Um, what's another thing you need to see in week four, Travis? Um, Najee Harris, Dustin. He's currently uh, outside of the top 20 running backs through three weeks. I did not expect that. Um, I did think that all Pittsburgh weapons would come down a little bit from last year. I was, I think in a, a huge minority that thought big Ben was actually better for this offense than people gave them credit for because sure. He the dink and dunk to Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris was why they were so good last year. The For volume sure. was insane, and we have not seen it. I know Deontay's still getting a lot of targets, but he and Ben had had that Drew Brees, Michael Thomas type. I know where you're going to be. I know how to get you right. the ball. I'm going to force it to well, you anyway. It's Trubisky's first year. I mean, heck, it's any of their quarterbacks' first year in this offense, really, aside from Mason Rudolph, and yeah. You don't have, you know, sure, what Ben lacked in the physical capabilities at the end, 
he more than made up in the mental capabilities yeah. and the capacity to understand where can I go in this offense? And nothing yeah. to lose. I mean, Ben was letting yeah. it fly. He's throwing 40, For 50 sure. times a game. We're not going to see that from the, from this no. crew. They're not going to let him throw that. No. So the question is, who is Najee Harris this year? He was drafted in the first round, yeah. into the first round. I have very few shares, maybe one or two in Dynasty, but Najee's not a top 12 running back this year. I don't see the path to it. Um, not, not top 12, okay. Wow. If he's outside right. the top 20 through three, he's going to have to have some really nice weeks because all the other guys are going to have some really nice weeks too. Do yeah, you see I Najee mean, having 100-plus yards in multiple games in a score? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, That's I mean, what it's going to take for him to get inside got, that top 12. He's got a decent matchup coming up this week. You know, I, I expect this to be uh, a week where he's, they're able to move the ball on the ground. So the Jets aren't exactly world beaters. They're both these teams, you know, it's something I want to talk about here later in the show, but both these teams that are, that are in this matchup aren't exactly guys or teams that are going to be stifling the run. So maybe we see like, maybe that is just kind of who Najee is this year. Is that someone who can have good games, but you're not going to be able to con consistently, you know, rely on him. And you know what I saw you, t you know, you were tweeting about it and talking about, how guys in the first round this year have just largely disappointed, you know. Everybody but Cup and Kelsey. Kelsey into the first yeah, is where I was taking him, and he's been fine. It's been awful, you know. So it's just we need to look into seeing how historically different this year is, and it's something I'm very curious about. I got to look into it. It's going to drive people to take rushing quarterbacks that early. I think the whole I think the whole landscape changes. Because okay. of the disappointment, like if it continues with Jamar Chase, and I don't think it will for Chase and Jefferson, but it very well could with Najee Harris, mm -hmm. um, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, like the back of the first round, those yeah. type of guys are going to get passed over for the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Uh, I just, I still don't think so. I still don't think it ever gets there. I, I, I just, I don't, I. We shall you, see. I think there's a. I think there's a pair. You would take a quarterback here. in the first round. Right now, I would take Lamar Jackson in the first round. Absolutely. Oh, see, that's, I, that's. Why not? Because like, it's recency bias right now. Like right now, you we have. But a there's whole so bunch of, many position guys. Like the, you have the whole draft to take whoever falls to you. <sighs> Every see, round just, from that point on, you're like, I have Lamar Jackson. I still now I, I just still take just the best available the rest of the time. That's not that's not good process. Like you're, I, I, I feel it like it hasn't been. I agree with you, but I think it's yeah, gonna change. But that's no. But you're, I, I feel like you're using like hindsight as as confirmation. Like ah, oh, see, they were great. The first, like there are so many other quarterbacks. Like how many? Like we talked, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Those right. are the guys that have been killing it. Like other than everybody those else guys, is seven to ten points behind those guys. Sure, that but like, huge. how close are all they? Like the the rest of the quarterback. How close is all are the rest of the quarterbacks? That's what we need to look into. Very, yeah. It, it's those yeah, three, exactly. and then there's a huge. That's what I'm saying. Those three are going to be at the so, end of the first round. Exactly, but that what I'm saying is is that they've all had killer starts. Yes, it's if it continues, it is recency but bias. It, well, for I, sure. I don't think it's going to continue. Like even in Lamar's MVP season, he still had games where he wasn't scoring 40 points. You know, he he had he had games where you. He'll bring him down to earth. He'll 15, 16 points. And it's going to take the weeks, first round running backs and receivers to start to go off to bring that narrative back. And I think we're going to see that. 
One guy, though, that we need to go off that we you probably spent too high of a draft pick, at least in hindsight now, if we want to use hindsight, is DJ Moore. Yeah. DJ Moore is a guy that we all wanted to believe that, for whatever reason, Baker Mayfield was the guy to bring him along. And what I need to see is I need to see something out of him this week. Because, Travis, if he doesn't do it this week against Arizona, who is giving up one of the highest totals of, of fantasy points, if we look right now at the fantasy points against the wide receiver position, Arizona is, well, they're, they're bottom half of the league. And they've already given up. I mean, they consistently give up 30-plus points to the wide receiver position um, for each team that they faced. It's not looking good. Um, but I, you have to, if you're, if it's not going to be from DJ Moore this week, the next three weeks and beyond do not look great. The next three weeks for DJ Moore, he gets the 49ers, he gets the Rams and he gets the bucks. That's not looking good for DJ Moore. So if anything right now, I need to see success from him this week. And then I would suggest you try to trade him. What do you think happens this week? Oh man. Like, what do I think happens? Yeah. What do you what are you expecting? Like what's what's DJ Moore's stat line this week? I think he gets low yardage. I think he's probably forty yards, fifty yards and a touchdown. God. Like, I don't I just I don't see like Baker Mayfield looks awful. He just looks awful. I'm gonna say eighty in a score from DJ this week. I mean, that's that'd probably be the high end of what I would he has expect. the he has the athletic ability. Oh, he absolutely he's has that, the talent. I mean, he's that good to to make that it's happen. Just, it's always been about who's throwing the ball, and right now, I mean, it, it's it is it's Baker Mayfield. It's a weak secondary. So yeah, I is I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna argue with you on the eighty yards. Like that's that's reasonable for DJ Moore, but is it reasonable right. for Baker? Like, I I just know? think I think like pendulum wise, it's been on this side, this low side. Mm-hmm. It has to come back at some point. I would hope I mean, so. I would think. We, we've said this with him before, and it has. So I think he has one of those games where you're like, okay, this I got this fourth-round value. And then, like you said, now move him if you can because the right. stretch that's coming up is ugly. Yeah. Panthers, not good. Uh, Debo Samuel, his incredible year last year was with none other than Special. Jimmy G. It was, mm. it was because of Jimmy G. Yeah, so the Debo um, connection. That's what you're talking about. No, it was not because of Jimmy G, but um, could it be round two for Debo? He's somebody that I've tried to buy, and people are not budging, as they should not. But sure. if you can send out an offer, see where the Debo owner is at. He hasn't done anything crazy yet. I think Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, I'm very excited for all three. Would you trade Debo for Tyreek right now? Um, yeah, I would take Tyreek. Okay. I would take Tyreek. I think he, he's getting incredible volume and Debo. I mean, I think Debo can get it going. I'm excited about Debo. I, you can kiddo, like I just said, but the division is tough. There's going to be, there's going to be games that Debo has 20. There's going to be games where Debo has seven. I don't see Tyreek ever having seven. They they just force him the ball all over the field, sixteen I targets. I, I I agree, I agree. But I think now that you're seeing, I, I just I don't know. Now I've got sixteen questions. targets. Oh, for sure. Like the, the targets are nice, but 
again, that's not going to happen every week. And you now have Teddy Bridgewater, who apparently is better than Tua, or so yeah. I've told. Or so apparently, I've told. yes. Still don't believe that. But Debo, so you 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 need to see just more with with Jimmy G. That's what you're saying. Yeah, the reason why I put him on here, what I'm what I want to see is 2021 Debo. I want to see them oh, wow. start to get a flow in that offense. I think they have not had a flow yet without having Kittle, without having Mitchell, a switch sure. at quarterback. I mean, there's just been so much. Yeah. A and monsoon. Yeah. Jimmy like, G. This was a high-powered offense that, that was a well machine. Jimmy G didn't have training camp with the 49ers. People forget yeah. that. He wasn't with them, practicing with them all offseason. You know, he he was literally just standing in front of a mirror looking at himself. Like, yeah, I'm for months. That's what he was doing. I'm buying all Niners that I can. I got a share of Ayuk on Wednesday or oh, wow. Tuesday, and I've tried to get Debo and Kittle. I have Mitchell and some IR slots. I got at some point this offense is going to give us what they gave us last year because Jimmy G is a very competent quarterback in my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, I, I I'm not going to argue with it with Debo. I mean, they use him all over the place. They want they want him to to carry the ball now. They want him to. I mean, obviously they're going to throw the ball to him. They they want him to score. So I believe in Debo. That's that's never been a question. I have questions about the Baltimore secondary though. And I also have more questions because they happen to be facing the number one quarterback and the number one wide receiver in the NFL right now in Buffalo. Look, all I'm at, look, I'm just looking for a pulse. <laughs> I'm looking for hope. Okay. Uh, this mainly ties back to our home league. I'm 0-3 and I face Josh Allen and Stephon <laughs> Digstack. It's not looking good. <laughs> it's not Look, the, look, the season might be lost already, okay? I'm not going to sink this ship. I'm not going to call it dead. <laughs> but we're getting we're getting you punched in this. the face. You I need I, this. I just I just want to win. Oh, and 4 Oh, and 4 is uh that's tough, man. That's bad. That's <laughs> is tough. that bad? Is that anyone tell me if that's bad? So you're putting this you put Baltimore secondary on here because you need them to show I, up need them to show me something like yeah make a play <laughs> can anyone make a play Somebody. i feel like i feel like um the coach in the water boy where he's like making the plays on the chalkboard yeah like, no he, he fake he thinks about fake no they think about they think about guarding the pass they think about intercepting no they don't think about it <laughs> i don't know where i'm at that it just i don't know man Diggs has we're, been we're, so hot maybe he's due for a quiet game this yeah. could be a Gabriel Davis week. How about oh, that? Oh, Gabriel Davis, please. If you're playing this week, <laughs> please go off. Please. You catch the touchdowns. Stefan wants a break from the end zone. He doesn't want to run <laughs> yeah. that far. You catch the big ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's move on to some buy lows here in week four. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so who is hurting you right now, but you're willing to buy low because they are... They're gonna be back, baby. They're 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 coming in hot. Who's your who's your first guy we should be looking to buy low this week? It is Leonard Fournette. Third most touches among running backs. There will be 0 and three teams, one and two teams that have Lenny are frustrated with Lenny. Maybe they have a yeah. hole at wide receiver or tight end, and you've got two good ones. He's somebody I'm trying to go pluck. I have been unsuccessful. I'm not willing to give up somebody like T Higgins or CD lamb to get him because yeah. I 
am not deep enough at receiver to do that, but if you are, go get Leonard Fournette. It will start to get going. He is getting the rock a lot. He does not leave the yeah. field. No. Um, he's, and he's those owners guy. are frustrated with it, so you can pounce right now. Yeah, and, I mean, he, he touches the ball more than anyone else on that team by a far margin. Yeah. You know, he's got 69 total touches so far through three weeks. The next closest guy is Russell Gage with 21. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Leonard Fournette yeah, is the offense. He is right now. He's <laughs> yeah. uh, he's the only guy that. Well, I mean, with Mike Evans and everyone else being out, he's the only guy that he's the only guy that Tom Brady knows the name of. Yes, <laughs> he's like Leonard. Gage, and, though Gage had Gage had a great week last week. Yeah, you know, get get on out uh, there, Russell. Honorable mention for part one. Since we're talking about Bucks, go buy yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is cheap right now. As Mike Evans comes back this week, Godwin's a week or two away, I think. Mm-hmm um gage will get healthy this this offense will start to get going they've had a rough schedule to start right. they've had some injury luck or bad luck i think right. second half tom brady is going to be a whole different beast sure hope so my buy low is Brees hall um i'm a big fan that's a that's a shock you're on the show Royce. big fan of the guy <laughs> um look it's more so because i think that He's going to take over that job. I don't think it's going to be this split the entire season. I think we're going to see a lot more. I don't think they're going to let Zach Wilson throw it like they were with with Joe Flacco. I just don't. I think they're going to run the ball more. I think Joe had a little bit more freedom. But I I expect that um, Brees Hall will gain more value. And right now, I think it's a good time to do it. You know, they're facing Pittsburgh, which historically has been good against the run, but not lately. You know, lately they're they're one of the the worst, and they're minus TJ Watt. Yeah, and they've given up the fifth most rushing yard or points to the running back position in fantasy. So, I think Brees Hall could be if look if you can pick him up after the show comes out and you listen to this and you want to go grab Brees Hall real quick in a cheap trade, you know, go get him. You know, that, who would you give some... up for Brees Hall? Who's an equivalent running back name value wise that you would rather have Brees over? Okay, so I would trade, I would trade for Brees. Look, if you can get, like, if you got, and I hate to say it, if you have Travis Etienne on your roster, and you That's can go painful. trade him for Brees Hall, it hurts <laughs> me to say that. I don't think I love, you're getting that right now with with what Etienne has shown. What about no. um, James Conner? James Conner? No, I I don't think I would go and grab. I think James Conner is gonna be better. He'll get going. Um, but like, all right, you got Raheem Mostert. Go package Raheem Mostert in something else with, you know, with something productive, productive, and go get Brees Hall. Okay. You know, go something like that. Something where you, Khalil Herbert. If you can turn Khalil Herbert into Brees Hall, do it. J.K. Dobbins. Absolutely. J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know what? I don't. I don't actually hate that. I obviously there's more question marks with J.K. Dobbins, but I think they're gonna start ramping him up. He actually is probably a decent buy low. Now that I think about it, I didn't. Put I feel him like people are gonna list. that. That's the name value that people are gonna want. If sure, um, if they're giving you Brees Hall, they're gonna want a Josh Jacobs. A if Dobbins you can type. trade Antonio Gibson for Brees Hall, I would do it. Okay, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, a, that's a good one. Let's see. Not so obvious buy low for me right now is Tyler Lockett. A lot more. I love this one. A lot more Tyler Lockett to come later in the show. But for right now, the reason to buy low on Tyler Lockett is 
He's had back-to-back 11 target games. He has been in Seattle forever. Pete Carroll loves him. They're going to find ways to get Tyler Lockett the ball, and he finds ways to get open and be undeniably forced the ball. So he will continue to get double-digit targets, I think, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, I will save some of the reasons why I like Tyler Lockett for our big pick section, but... Detroit and New Orleans are notorious so far for taking away wide receiver ones. New Orleans has done this for a while, mm-hmm. and Detroit has somebody who has been doing incredible at taking away that side of the field. I think that's going to be DK. I think he's the clear one there in in defense's eyes. So Tyler Lockett, I think, versus Detroit has an awesome game. I like that call. I like that call. Um I didn't know how effective Jeff Okuda has been. But yeah. looking at the numbers, they're pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, scared of DK this week. Yeah, it's a scary time. Um, my next buy low, I like this a lot. I just picked him up from you, though, Travis, is Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard, I love the buzz that's coming out about a rookie, Romeo Dubs, because everyone thinks that he's going to be the wide receiver one. I, do, I personally don't agree. I don't either. I I think that he'll he's still a rookie. He is going to be inconsistent. And Lazard, who has an established rapport with Rodgers, is more trusted. We saw it. I spoke about it in our last episode. He was targeted on more third downs. He was targeted more in the fourth quarter when the game was close. And he was targeted down the field as well. He's still getting high-value targets. They just weren't connecting. And... The schedule coming up for the Packers is juicy. New England, the Giants, the Jets, Washington, all of these teams have given up big games to the wide receiver position, and Lazard could be in for some serious draft buzz confirmation. The guy that you wanted you know, to be your sleeper wide receiver pick, and then he's like almost a post-hype sleeper where it's like he was hyped up, and then it died, and then now we're here. It's, he he has got a chance hurt. to resurrect himself. Yeah, His you know, ankle he, got stepped on, and it took him – a full two weeks to really feel better still found right. a way in the end zone back-to-back weeks right people will start to see alan lazard does not leave the field in that offense no. when he's healthy which is no. really nice it, you know and you you go to see like the things that romeo dubs was scoring on were like a, like a small little tunnel screen you know yeah. it it's not like he's going downfield making these huge plays and and you know, he's a game-changing wide receiver. He can make big plays, but I don't think he's going to be consistent. That's going to be the thing. I like Alan Lazard moving forward. Buy him now while you can, while Romeo Dubs is the hotness that everyone thinks that Rodgers wants. Yeah, and this is redraft. I do like uh, Romeo Dobbs in Dynasty. If you can get sure. him, but he's not going to be cheap right now. But if he has a couple of bad games, I would go scoop him up. Uh, My third one is a player that's a little bit in the weeds. People know his name, but I don't think he's a trusted asset yet, is Josh Palmer from the Chargers. Keenan Allen, and this was not talked about on Twitter at all today. Keenan Allen left practice. He was supposed to be a limited participant making his way back, hopefully playing this weekend. He left practice holding his hamstring with help from Mm. the trainer. He is going to be out. He was... was, they were helping him hold his hamstring. 
Uh, I think one arm was around the trainer. And one guy, so like, he's oh, holding, he holding his hamstring, and then the other trainer's also got his hand on there. He's like, we got it's it. It's a huge we hamstring. Got he needed help. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, a very large hamstring. I don't know if you've seen Thoroughbred horse hamstrings. Very large legs. Um, he and Julio both have, have thoroughbred hamstrings. Anyway, Keenan Allen left practice hurt. He is not going to play. He – I. And I think this comes out tomorrow that they're like, mm-hmm. we're shutting Keenan down for three to four weeks, which I yeah. really did not want to see. But with a veteran like that, for a team that plans on making the playoffs and making a run, they're not going to risk it with Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer, 99 yards, back-to-back six-catch weeks. Mm-hmm. He, against Houston, I like Josh Palmer as a buy-low he's going to be a really nice flex or wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver two with the attention Mike Williams is going to get Palmer is going to continue to have really nice weeks. Yeah. Before we get to my last buy low opportunity, Travis, we have a trade question in the comments. Wow. Would you trade in a PPR league? Wow. That's a big one. Austin Eckler, Christian Kirk and Michael Gallup for Deandre Swift, Jamal Williams, Mike Williams and Chris Godwin. Yes. I would I would trade to get the Swift side. Yes, I would too. If you're getting Swift and Jamal Williams and Mike Williams and Chris Godwin, yeah, I would say <laughs> yeah. you got to take that doing, immediately. I would say you're doing well, my friend. Julio, Absolutely. I hope that was offered to you. I hope that's not right. something where we say yes, you send it and they laugh. I hope that you right. can you I can immediately getting, go yeah. click accept. Click accept on the Swift side. I hope that's what uh I hope that's what was offered. My last buy low is someone who is on a bad offense, or at least an offense that's struggling. Brandon Cooks plays for the Houston Texans. Okay, that's that's something that does we he just still? have to live. He does. He is still there. And this week they face the Chargers. Now, that sounds like when I tell you, Travis, that they're playing the Chargers, what is the first thing that comes to mind? My like, initial a, reaction is still fade. That's a bad matchup. Yeah. Right? All right. So... What if I told you that the Chargers, not only are they missing their best pass rusher, but they're also missing their their best uh, offensive lineman as well. And so this team just keep get, keeps getting beat up. And if we, I mean, look, you, you look at teams that have given up the most points to the wide receiver position through three weeks, the Chargers are sixth. They've given up the sixth most points to the wide receiver position this year. And that's not... That's not going to exclude um, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to be the number one target. Even with J.C. Jackson playing and Derwin James and all the other guys, I think they're still going to find ways to get him the ball. And I expect him to have a serviceable schedule moving forward. Um, he's He's got a favorable schedule coming up, and he's got a bye week in a couple weeks. So use that to your advantage right now. If the I'm sure the manager of Brandon Cooks right now is a little frustrated Send over a small offer. You know, yeah. it, look, if you have that was a good time, if, if you have Romeo Dobbs, trade him for Brandon Cooks. Okay. Trade him, get someone who's been more consistent and who has a favorable matchup. Because I'm telling you, the, the schedule gets juicy here in the next five weeks. You're going to want to take advantage of a proven star. So I would make that trade today. So you think we start to see draft capital of Brandon Cooks pay off? Because he, he did climb up to I that do. fifth, sixth round. 
it's like we discount him like we discount Mike Evans every single year. We're like, yeah. no, there's no way he can do a thousand yards again. There's no way he can be viable again. And Houston's taking shots. I mean, they don't have anybody yeah. else to to really focus on. All right, right, we got another question. Adam Wilson traded Godwin and Pierce. I'm assuming Damian Pierce for okay. Higgins. Any thoughts? Um, I like it, that actually. Yeah, I. Anytime you're getting T. Higgins, it's going to feel good, especially if you were able to get him in the lineup before tonight. Right. We don't know when Godwin will be back. We think it's going to be a couple weeks. We don't know what Godwin will look like when he gets back. We know who T. Higgins is right now, and that's always a good mm-hmm. feeling. Damian Pierce is, you know, the name's hot right now, but it's still Houston. Yeah. They'll probably be coming from behind a lot of a lot of weeks. So... If you if Damian let's say Damian Pierce is your third RB or a flex, then right. yeah, I like it. But if you're really shallow, maybe I second guess it. I still I think Higgins is a win there. I like for sure. Another question. Um, another question by Adam. Uh, who would we start out of CD Sutton, um, Drake London, Terry McLaurin, and Garrett Wilson? I know exactly who my answer is, Travis. I'll let you go first. Let's do this because okay. I don't believe. Only one of these will start. Okay. We don't see the lineup. Let's rank them one through four. Or one, one through, through five. Four. One through five. Okay. Yeah. For me, number one is CD. I agree. Um, For number two, I would probably go Sutton. Yep. And then for me, it is... Oh, man. That's tough. Uh... I think I would probably go McLaurin, Wilson, and then London. Okay, I go London, Wilson, Terry. I don't. I'm fading the uh, Washington football team. That Dallas defense is legit, and secondary yeah. secondary is legit. I know Terry's had good games against him in the past, but I like CD one, Sutton two, London. I. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about Garrett Wilson because it's first Pitt, Pittsburgh and it's Zach Wilson's first game back. But yeah, maybe you give Terry the edge over Garrett Wilson, but you have London last. Are you scared of London for some reason? He's been amazing. Um, yeah, London's been good. Um, just looking at, I mean, realistically, so I think Cleveland is better against the wide receiver position than they get credit for. Um, other than one huge game that the Jets had, they they held Carolina in check. Um, they had a pretty good game against Pittsburgh. I don't see Mariota as like a, a huge upgrade. They're not going to throw it 60 times with Mariota and give wide receiver production that way. So I expect Cleveland to, to be able to keep London in check. To me, it's probably more of a Kyle Pitts game than anything. Okay. We do have, so London is our consensus 27. He's your mm-hmm. 30, my 24, and Terry is our 28th. So he's right behind London. You have Terry at 27. I have him at 31. So it's really a toss-up there. But if you are actually asking just to start one, it's CD. Yeah. If it's two, it's CD and Sutton. Yep, I agree. I agree. Moving on. It is big picks time, Travis the best part of the week for us and already knowing how it's kind of gone since now we put out our big picks before the thursday night game i get I, i'm gonna start it off with tight end <laughs> all right 
I'm going to start it off with tight end because my pick was Hayden Hurst. He started off good. He looked pretty good. I'll be honest. He looks physical. He, he had a few receptions tonight, three receptions, 27 yards. But the all-important factor for tight ends, he had a touchdown, which automatically is going to probably make him like a top 10 tight end. Um, so he is there. He is productive. He's going to be someone that you're happy you started if you had him. So congratulations to those who are brave enough to put him in the lineup. Hayden Hurst, way to go. He is my big pick of the week. I feel good. I lost on the big pick, but I feel the good. Touchdown to have a big saved pick. Saved the night. For but sure. when you're on an offense like that, there's a, there's a decent chance to grab one of those touchdowns. Um, all right, we're starting tight end. I will be Pat Fryermuth. Six like most it. targets amongst tight ends so far with 21 targets through three weeks. That's pretty good. Over seven. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Seven targets per game for a tight end is pretty nice, especially yeah. for the price you paid for him. Um, Sauce Gardner is going to be matched up with Deontay Johnson, I predict. Something tells me that Pat is going to be the 1B option for Mitch Trubisky. He's going to look his way early and often. As a safety blanket, I think my projection would be 9 to 10 targets, which sounds high. Maybe wow. 8, to, eight, 8 to 9 targets sounds realistic. Six to seven catches, fifty-five yards, and a score. Wow! All right, so you think uh, you think heavy usage, yeah. not so much for Claypool, not so much for Pickens, but more so for Fryermuth. The Jets' defense is is not terrible. They're really not, and their their cornerbacks are very physical. Deontay Johnson mm. is not a physical receiver. Um, sure. And we haven't seen Claypool just be a, a nice second option. He's looking at Pat pretty quick, so I think. I think 55 yards is a really nice floor for Pat this no, weekend. It, I I don't think I don't think it's a, a bad take at all. My wide receiver big pick of the week, Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns. He has Atlanta, and right now they've given up big games to wide receivers each week this season. And Amari's not going to be an exception. He's looked explosive, even with a game managing you know necessary quarterback and Jacoby Brissett. I think that Amari Cooper is going to have a nice game. Feel confident with him in your lineup. I think this is another where he has, you know, seven to 10 receptions, 100 yards, and a score. So I think it's going to be um, nice for the Cleveland Browns, who will, I, I expect them to be able to move the ball however they want to in this game. Amari Cooper has been a very nice surprise. He yeah. got, he just got completely pushed aside with the Deshaun Watson suspension. And right. maybe I, I you can't hate that process because nobody was excited about Brissett, but Amari Cooper is a really, really good professional NFL receiver and an elite route runner, which is really going to help a career backup quarterback know exactly where he's going to be and when he's going to be there. And Amari Cooper has just been carving people up. Um, yeah, for sure. Tyler Lockett is my big pick of the week. I mentioned him earlier. I said we would get back to him. Here he is, 18 catches over the last two weeks. That is a lot. DK Metcalf getting matched up with Okuda, who right now is the shutdown corner in the NFL. I know that's early in the season. I know it's a young cornerback. Maybe he's due to give up a big game. However, Devontae Smith, when matched up with him, zero catches. Terry McLaurin, two catches. Justin Jefferson, three catches. I think DK Metcalf is swarmed by Okuda. Mm -hmm. It will be Lockett that Geno is looking for quite a bit. Fun fact, Dustin. Detroit 
even though Okuda has done that to elite wide receivers, mm-hmm. has given up the most points per game in the NFL through three weeks. What does that tell me? Everybody outside of Okuda is not that good. 31 <laughs> points per game, yet elite receivers against them have really struggled. That means everybody right. else eats. Rashad Penny, Tyler Lockett. It's going to be a nice week for Seattle. And this is one yeah. of those, not not 30 point Tyler Lockett weeks, but I, I would not be shocked to see him give you a 20 or 25. Wow. High praise. I mean, I, 10 catches. I mean, in a half PPR, 10 catches, 100 yeah. yards and a score. I, I, I mean, look, it's Tyler Lockett. I, you tell, I, I can never predict. When yeah, he's gonna have these blow up games, he has like three or four of them a year. So he's due for he, one. I can feel it in my gonads. Tyler Lockett is going <laughs> for it. Just like just like Jamar <laughs> Chase was due for one. Is that, yeah, is that what we're, true. we're gonna, going with our gut? It could just be indigestion sometimes, man. Take a Pepto Bismol. Get back with me in the morning. <laughs> my we're gonna stay in the same game, man. My running back big pick of the week is Jamal Williams. DeAndre Swift perpetually banged up. And here we are, Mr. Necessary, SpongeBob Mermaid, man. It's time to get him in the game. Mr. Necessary, who, may I add, is tied for the lead in rushing touchdowns in the NFL right now. He's tied with with Nick Chubb. So frustrating. (laughs) And uh, he's got a nice matchup in Seattle. Um, They've already given up, uh, you know, pretty usable weeks to Atlanta um, and Denver in week one. And I think that... That Detroit is committed enough to the run to where Jamal Williams to get on get on the goal line again. Um, what would be ironic and just poetic is if he, Jamal Williams gets them to the goal line and then Craig Reynolds gets the touches. So <laughs> yeah, it's like um, this is what we do. We give the backup. The you touchdown. get us here, and then this <laughs> other guy comes off the bench and scores the touchdown. Apparently, it's the last three yards that are like you really have to gather your breath. You know, yeah, that's, that's what you need to get in the end zone. Bring the bring the fresh guy in. I have a Jamal, but, uh, a Jamal Williams question for you. Okay, I'm here for it. He w- All offseason, us included, we look at Jamal Williams. It's not exciting. We say, back up to DeAndre Swift. He's right. a handcuff. He was he never a handcuff. a handcuff. We missed on that. That's a good he point. was always going to get 12 touches. You know, I think we all How wanted did to we believe miss on that, that they wanted to... Because they... I think we all wanted to believe. We, we, we're in the fantasy community, so we just assume, okay, they want their guys to score more fantasy points too. That's not, that's not true. They don't always want to use their guy more. They just want their, their guy to be more efficient. So Jamal Williams, yeah, like you said, I don't know if he was always going to get the, the work, but maybe they knew that DeAndre was banged up. They're like, okay, we have to continue leaning on Jamal. And Jamal, look, he... In I mean, hard knocks, give, he was getting the rock a lot. I was going to say, and I everybody's don't like, tie, what are they doing? It's I don't actually tie the Swift a lot show. Into, I don't want to tie a lot into the hard knocks narrative, but you watch and like he embodies like their attitude. He is their rah rah guy. Yeah, and I, I, am not surprised. Jamal Williams is a, he's a good player. Even when he was in Green Bay and Aaron Jones was out, Jamal Williams was, excuse me, extremely useful. Yeah. So it was uh, always going to be in this. I don't know how he missed it. It was always going to be a Melvin Gordon, yeah. Javante, AJ Dillon, Aaron learn, Jones. Man. Like he was always going to be a half of this backfield, and it's we weren't taking him anywhere. I have zero shares. No. I'm upset. I yeah, I'm also upset. Um, but here we are. He's my big pick of the week. I think he's going to have a big, big week here. How um, big prediction? Look, if we're being honest, I expect probably around. 
look, I, I'll play it safe with the yards and upside on the touchdowns. I think he's because I don't expect. I think he's going to have about sixty rushing yards. I think he's going to have twenty five um, receiving yards, and I think he gets a couple scores because I think Amara is going to be out. Uh, I think they're going to be struggling. I think he's going to be out. Oh wow, I, that's breaking news to me. I need to pay attention. I didn't realize he was out. Out. Yeah, he hasn't been practicing. So, um, ooh, DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark. I think Hawkinson. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, and I think I think a lot of running the ball. So we'll see. All right, my running back pick of the week, and this is just—I feel obligated to put him here because he's never made this segment. Corderell Patterson. This is very Corderoy similar. Corduroy Patterson. All right. Corduroy. This is very similar to Jamal Williams. We failed to give him respect all offseason. We did. Why? It's time because... we give him his redraft league respect. In a in a normal fantasy league that is one season long at a time, he deserves our respect. He tried to get it last year. We refused yeah. to give it to him. Nothing changed in that backfield. And yeah. we still didn't give it to him. And he says you should have. I'm the number four running back on the season. And yeah. so what I did, Dustin, is I looked, is this just a small sample size? Is he actually four or is he more in that 15 to, to 20 range? Mm -hmm. Over his last 20 games in Atlanta, he mm. is giving you 14.15 points per game in PPR leagues. He's not. I, it, I, th I thought I saw some news about him, though. Let me look this up real quick because I think is he I, banged up too? I think he's banged up. Let me no. see. He anyway, let me finish. Okay, this. never mind. He's rested for this. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Fourteen point one five points per game over the last mm -hmm. twenty. The other players that have averaged fourteen points per game over yeah. the last twenty games: Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, and Dalvin Cook. Whoa. Now there's guys that average more than that. Sure. Your Jonathan wow. Taylor group is obviously a little higher, but this is this is elite, elite first, second round picks that are giving you exactly what Corderell Patterson is giving you over the last 20 games, and we have zero yeah. shares. What are we doing? Are we Should we shut down this company? Is this our last episode? We suck again. We suck. What happened? No I Jamal just, Williams, no Patterson. I I don't look. I'll be. I just traded for. I just traded for Cordero in my uh, my dynasty league. So I feel I feel okay. Okay, you're showing I him some okay. love. I'm trying to show I, him love by putting him in here because he's going to yeah. be too expensive now. Because I like he's it. RB four, and because you put him in your big picks, he's not going to play. So that's or yeah, or he'll come out and have the worst game of the last twenty games. But right, of course, they will continue to feed and feature him. I That's doubt right. you can buy him, but he is a league-winning type player. I don't think that you should be scared to pay a fair price for him. Yeah. Um, my quarterback, big pick of the week, Josh Allen. I put him in here strictly because, one, he's awesome, but, two, if I'm going to lose again in this dang league, <laughs> I'm at least going to get a big pick out of it. <laughs> but here's the caveat. Like, putting Josh Allen as my big pick, it's not like you're like, oh, wow, I wasn't sure if I was starting Josh Allen in my fantasy team. Right. What I'm saying is I expect for this segment, I expect Josh Allen to outperform his projection by 10 points. 10 I, points. By 10 points. I, so he's, he's projected 24. 20, 24. 24. Okay. I expect him to get like 35. 
I expect him to absolutely go nuclear. I don't expect to have a hope in this game. Guys, I'm sad. I'm real big sad. But go Bills. This game is going to be so fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I I intend on being heavily intoxicated for it. I played Um, against Lamar Jackson in three of four home leagues last week. Can you can you say that like you were like <laughs> just you were in got smoked? My wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "It's Lamar I Jackson." I played against Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar. She's like, "Oh, and to a tongue of in week two, <laughs> I remember the ball flying." I never the played air. another game. Uh, <laughs> all right, my last pick is, and I had to talk myself into this after making the pick. Oh, no, after seeing Keenan Allen news, I'm like, "Oh God." Justin Herbert, Vegas has Herbert at over under 270 yards passing. He usually gives you 10 to 15 on the ground. That's close to 300 total yards. Why did you struggle putting him in in your in your big picks? Um, Houston is absolutely giving it up on the ground, and mm-hmm. if Eckler has a monster day on the ground, right, then Herbert should not have a monster day through the air. They don't usually go together. They could, um, True. so. By talking myself into it, I think he Eckler does a lot of damage through the air, through screen passes. <laughs> right. So right. Um, I don't think Herbert goes well over 300 yards. I, I right. kind of sticking with the theme of this show with predicting touchdowns, which is all also <laughs> That's so, a bold move. so responsible of us. Um, oh, I think he's going to score four <laughs> touchdowns. That's 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 good process. I have that's him for four good. scores on his way <laughs> oh. to the big pick of the week. I think Eckler gets one, Mike Williams no. gets one, Everett gets one, and Palmer gets doing? one. What are that's you my doing? bold call of the week. All four think, of those weapons get one. I think Keenan Allen gets one too. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like it. Keenan Allen on the bench. <laughs> I, here, hold my hamstring. I need to go score. <laughs> oh, goodness. Give it back. We're, give we're, it back. I need it. Every day we stray farther from Jesus here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Four scores and seven days ago. Here we are. Chargers, Justin Herbert, put him in your lineup. Please, please, for the love of everything nice and football, Josh Allen, please be tender. <laughs> be merciful it's rare that you get an angry josh allen because things are always going so well but he has such a nice face he has like like a smile after what happened at the end of that miami game he's he's chomping to get back on the field good luck dustin you're in trouble oh god please lord help me oh all right we did it man we did it that's the show that's the show right there. That is a good looking. I man, that's a good looking show. I'd like to bring that show home. Look, that all was, all ten or eleven of you that will watch this video, if you have questions, start sit trade questions. Reach out to us on Twitter lunch. at Losing Sucks. We will respond to you. We will have full conversations. You can send us screenshots of your lineup and what should you mm-hmm. do and how do you make it. We will help send you. Us, yeah, send me pictures of your food. <laughs> Um, we want to be involved. It's it's something we enjoy doing, so don't hesitate to ask us questions. That's right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks, and make sure you come and visit our website over at LosingSucksFantasy.com. As always, Losing Sucks, don't do it. Don't do it.